Hello, welcome to Tag Talk. As always, my name is Kylie, and we are continuing our Tag Talk special guest series. For those of you who maybe are not in the loop, maybe you've been out, um, Haley is on a little bit of a hiatus, so every week I will be having a special guest. Last week we had uh, Miss Ella J, the phenomenal Ella J, and this week we have one of my favorite people probably ever. We have Collins, so I'm going to let you introduce yourself. So tell the people what you're about. Collins, uh, I really like wrestling and um, I used to host a podcast and I used to do a lot of creative other things, but now Collins predictions where every paper I host a predictions uh, that goes live over on my discord. I uh, got some bonus opportunities. You can win money. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun, um, especially because I'm a numbers person. Just so mm-hmm. see, up of like probable chance. I mean, it is a specific pool of people, but you get 30, 40 people into these predictions. You know, you know, sometimes I throw in questions like. Will John Moxley bleed? <laughs> so a it's a lot of fun, um, but that's that's what I host right now and um, doing my own little uh, future upcoming projects that I'm excited about. I'm so excited to have you. Uh, you are lagging just a little bit, but I think I think we'll be okay. I think we can make it. Uh, I just wanted to also remind everyone, if you want your question, your comment, your whatever, as long as it's appropriate, read on air, make sure to submit a super chat and we will read every single one of those. I also wanted to say hello to Jackie. I love Jackie. She's a good friend of Tag Talk. And go check out Elite POV because I love Elite POV. So, are you, college, are you still here? Oh, no. Oh, you like dropped out for a second. Do do. Are you still there? I'm here. Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, good. Okay. I don't know what's going on. I'm hardwired into the to. We have a fiber optic, so I'm not sure what's know. going on. We're just gonna trust. <laughs> we're gonna trust the Wi-Fi, um, the Wi-Fi energy, and we're gonna just we're just gonna go. <laughs> So, um, like right. I was saying, oh, okay. Well, while you sort that out, I'll do a little bit of a rundown for, you know, the viewers for what we're doing today. So WWE is kind of producing an incredible story in the bloodline and, it feels like every pay-per-view or every show, we get a little bit of an advancement in it. So this weekend, maybe you weren't aware, uh, WWE held Elimination Chamber. It was, to be honest, the pay-per-view, the most important parts were not about the actual chamber match itself. <laughs> it was it was really about Sammy and Roman Reigns. Um, but Sammy Zayn challenged for the titles. He lost to Roman Reigns. But now, like, going into WrestleMania, 
there's so many interesting things happening. Like what will happen to Roman Reigns? What about Cody Rhodes? What about Sami Zayn? What about Kevin Owens? Uh, before we go any further, though, we have a super chat from Ryan. He loves to submit dad jokes. So this one is why did the man fall down the well? Because he couldn't see that well. That's a good one. It's a lot better than your usual ones, Ryan. I'll, I'll give you props for that. <laughs> oh, I love dad jokes. So do I. And Ryan comes in and he gives these dad jokes and sometimes they're not great. I wish someone would compile them. <laughs> and we could like publish, like make a blog post or something with like a record of all the dad jokes. That'd be a lot of fun. Because a lot of them I don't remember. It'd be nice to kind of go back to it. All right, Ryan, that's a Another super chat from Jackie who says, sending a super chat to the connectivity gods that the rest of the show will go smoothly. Oh, yeah. We need all we need all the positive energy for this that we can. But um, <laughs> going back to the bloodline, I have a lot of thoughts and opinions on, because it does appear that it'll be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens maybe reuniting to take on the Usos at WrestleMania. But I'm really interested to hear what you what you think about all of this. Where do I start? Um, if you can't tell, I am a Roman Reigns OG fan back when it was not cool. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's safe to say that the biggest storyline going into WrestleMania mm -hmm. is not the main title. No. If it plays out that Sammy and Kevin go against the Usos for the tag title, hey, it should main event a night somehow i don't know mm -hmm. or something um but the biggest storyline going into wrestlemania is not a main title yeah and wh when has that happened probably probably uh, a long time um i don't i don't have a um huge knowledge on things prior to 1996 but um I think it's evident. Uh, I think that that Kate had posted that Roman in his 900 day reign has only wrestled 19 times, which is crazy, isn't it? Absolutely insane. And yet he's created this little Roman empire. He is, you know, he he's going to be known as longest reigning champion. I don't think anybody else is going to 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 take the cake yeah. on that one. But if you if you look at it from the perspective, we all kind of know what's going to happen at WrestleMania. Cody and Roman are going to face each other. Cody's going to win. Mm -hmm. But this elimination chamber, if if there's something that WWE does, is that they are so bad at striking while the iron is hot. I You're in Montreal. Everything. The crowd has never been hotter. Statistically speaking, Sami Zayn is a needle mover. Mm -hmm. Numbers go up when he's on SmackDown. Sorry, I'm getting so passionate. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Go for it. But Sami, like, he's constantly, like, the highest quarter hour yeah. in SmackDown. And SmackDown, you know, does average 2.5 million, you know, viewers. But when Sammy's on, more people are wanting to watch. More people are wanting to tune in. I am wanting to tune in, which I got things to do. I got I got places to go. But I I want to watch the story unfold. 
And mm-hmm. it, there's so many different characters in this seemingly orchestrated storyline. And it sucks because WWE does this all the time. They shoot themselves in the foot. They they try to grow these superstars, but they are missing the key element of the organic like star. And they don't capitalize it. We recently saw it happen with Drew when uh, he was at the Clash of the Castle against Roman. Nobody thought that he was going to win, but how cool would that have been in that stadium? I mean, go ahead. No, I was was just going to say, I definitely agree because, and I've said it before, I really do feel like Roman should have one title by now. And I always thought that Drew would have been the one to take the other, um, the other yeah. title so they and that would have been a great story because i feel like drew was one of the victims of the thunderdome era where he mm-hmm. was more over than ever but he never got like the crowd reaction he never got the Ro- roman reigns experience so i always thought that like coming into this wrestlemania that it would be roman versus cody but like there's one belt at stake and right. with the Sami Zayn thing this seemed like a prime opportunity to make it happen, to split the belts in a way that would make sense for the story and not mm-hmm. ruin sort of the integrity of the bloodline, but also in a way that wouldn't have a negative impact on Roman or Cody. Because after Sammy lost, the crowd, there was no booing. There was no, like, right. there was no heat. Like, no one right. was mad at Roman for beating Sammy. They were just annoyed and sort of like, like, why am I investing my time and energy into Sammy then if he's never going to be at that level of Roman? Which, to me, the story has built to that point that he's mm-hmm. working his way up in the bloodline and in wrestling to topple the tribal chief. Not Cody. And I have nothing against Cody. I think Cody, you know, is a star and he probably should main event WrestleMania. But I think it's pretty undeniable in Cody's absence, Sami Zayn has sort of taken that babyface spot. And I think mm-hmm. it's really, really hard to argue against that. So WWE not capitalizing on that with a guy who's, you know, wrestling in Canada. He's a Canadian. These are This is like his hometown, his home people. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, imagine that would have been a moment that we would talk about for years and years and years. It would be in, like, every video package. It'd be, like, in the WWE intro. They tout it all the time. Like, look at our Canadian legends. And it didn't happen. And it's just, Ugh. it's just, I just don't understand. Just don't book it at that point. Like I'd rather they right. just didn't. Cause the match itself was fine. Uh, I didn't think it was anything crazy. Yeah. But at that point, I almost feel like that's just a disservice. Like now I'm just annoyed because I know Sammy is never going to beat Roman. He's never going to get that spot. Right. And going into WrestleMania, I think Sammy and KO versus the Usos is the match they're going with, which I'm excited for because mm-hmm. I love Sammy and KO and I'd love them to have a reunion. But I'm always going to have that thing in the back of my mind that says, oh, Sammy should have beaten Roman. Right. It, if, you know, I'm, I may look young, but, you know, I've, I've been around to watch different, Mm -hmm. different ebbs and flows of WWE trying things and it's either a success or it either fails. And, Part of me kind of rem- like is reminded of yes, we we draw parallels with um, Dan O'Brien, mm-hmm. the build up to WrestleMania 30, how 
you know, two years prior at WrestleMania, to, uh, what is that? 28. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to think of the year. Um, I think 2014 was WrestleMania 30. So that would have been 2012. So he lost the um, World Heavyweight Championship to Sheamus in 18 seconds. Mm-hmm. So you have that, you know, I, I understand that he had some injuries and, you know, everybody wanted to, to work it through. So when he was coming back, War Rumble t- uh, 2014, everybody wanted Daniel Bryan because they knew he was coming back. And you hit number 30 and he's still not in the Royal Rumble match and out comes freaking Rey Mysterio. And Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio gets booed. Yeah. And who wins the Royal Rumble? Batista. And you could see that WWE was going to WWE again because Batista is just coming back from three years being gone, mm-hmm. coming back. And they're like, we're going to put the title on that guy. He's going to be our star because, I mean, Batista is amazing. But organically, you're growing this Daniel Bryan character. And the Yes movement literally takes this idea of Batista being your champion at WrestleMania 30 and Dan O'Brien loses at the Elimination Chamber. He's the last person. And it's by interference. It's not by any volition of his own. And that's when it, you know, you're a B-plus player, you know, Triple H and Steph are constantly putting it down. The Yes Movement literally is fire. And that moment was like the time when I first started coming back to watching wrestling because of Total Divas. And so I had heard about watching you know oh this dan o'brien guy he's from my area like i'm in the seattle area he's in aberdeen which is about two two hours south but it would be the closest major city for him Mm -hmm. so we all we've all known who dan o'brien is and just coming back to this whole whole thing and wwe actually capitalizing on an organic star it really ignited him in his longevity as his career it really solidified who he is as a wrestler now going back in parallels to Sami Zayn, i feel like if you've watched ring of honor if you've watched any match in nxt that Sami Zayn has done you know that he's a phenomenal wrestler he has the talent he has the charisma he has the skill what is wwe waiting for in the match it was another Roman Reigns match where Roman Reigns can't win the match without interference. Yeah. So what did Sami Zayn have to do, have to prove further? And it, that's what bothers me is that we all know, all the fans are the same Dan Bryan effect. We all know how great he is. We just want to see him with that title. We want to see him yeah. appreciated. And that storytelling payoff, like you had mentioned, so when it doesn't <laughs> no. happen, it's yeah, like... yeah, it feels. And you know, I've also made the Daniel Bryan comparison, and a lot of people have told me that the Yes movement is like way far and away above what Sami Zayn is doing. But I disagree. As seeing people talk about the ratings that Sami draws, um, the crowd reaction to Sami losing, which. I think WWE thought that Roman would get booed and that he would go into WrestleMania as, you know, the biggest heel he's ever been to be toppled by Cody. I think that was the angle they were going for. But Sami Zayn, 
Uh, and, you know, there's all these reports that they don't see him as a main eventer, that they don't mm-hmm. see him at the Roman and Cody level, and they never have, and they probably never will, which to me mm-hmm. is, I don't know how you can see someone who draws those ratings, sells that merch, has these great matches that people share all over the internet, has, you know, great social media views. Like, what other metric are they looking for that he's not meeting? Because as far as I'm concerned, he's checking every main eventer box, and they don't give him the title. And I understand you want Roman. He's been champ for 900 days. You want him to lose at WrestleMania, whatever. And I, I understand the reasoning behind that. But then don't book this match. Right. Because just don't book it. Like, don't have Roman on the show. Just do, like, a Bloodline right. video package or something. Right. I so now- I also want to mention, because Roman can't seem to win a match without interference, right? Yeah. I, I don't know how Jimmy and Jay, well, at least Jimmy was able to get into Canada with his, is it four DUIs? Something like that, yeah. WWE needed something. So that was vital. So when we're seeing him on screen, you're like, oh, Jimmy's here. That that has to be something going down. That like, you know, mm-hmm. he he does the initial interference and whatever, and then Jay comes out, you know, all the things. But in my brain, I'm like, okay, maybe Cody's here so that we can wrap all of you know yeah. elimination chamber up with a nice little bow. Even if Sammy lost, we could still have Cody come out. We could still have, you know, Kevin come out. Kind of really tying things up Mm -hmm. to be a nice little package just for WrestleMania. But now we have this disconnect still with Cody. Even though Cody has said that he fully supported Sammy. Yeah. So if, if you don't watch the weekly shows and you're like, oh, I watched this Elimination Chamber thing. And now you're watching WrestleMania and you're like, wait a minute. How, do, how does this all play together? How do, Like, you've been telling this huge story for so long. How, how does this how does this play together? And it, it just, it's all going to come down to WrestleMania. And I, I don't want to see Sammy forgotten. Yeah. And, and it wouldn't have hurt, it, hurt Roman's whatever if Sammy had won. And had the title for like a couple weeks and then lost yeah. it. That's happened before. Yeah. Well, and I also feel like, and you know, this is my personal opinion, but I also think other people have, you know, voiced the same thing. I almost feel like, well, one, I feel like in Cody's injury uh, and when he was yeah. gone, I think Sammy earned the title, like straight up. I think, 100%. I think the bloodline story as we know it has not been about Roman as much as it's been about the rest of the bloodline, especially Jay mm-hmm. and Sammy. So I think mm-hmm. Sammy earned it. And also I'm like, I'm less interested in Cody versus Roman now because Cody, he hasn't, yeah. you know, he hasn't been a part of this story. He's kind of, he, you know, he won the Royal Rumble. He earned his shot at the title, which is just an easy way to get the match in there. But to me, he like, there's nothing to me that says, oh, Cody hates Roman Reigns. Like, he doesn't have that, you know, quote, unquote, baby <laughs> right. face, like, motivation to him. He's just, I'm coming back from injury to win the world title for my dad and my daughter. And that's it. And I, that, to me, and it's just because I love stories and wrestling, of course. But that, to <laughs> me, is less compelling of a story than Sammy versus Roman. 
And I almost, right. I did a poll on uh, Twitter where I asked people, would you rather see Roman versus Cody, Sammy versus Roman, a triple threat or Sammy versus Cody. And triple threat was among, like, it was like Roman versus Cody and the triple threat. So people mm. do want to see Sammy in there. But mm-hmm. I just, and Cody said he would support a triple threat, that he, it, it was, you know, he would get his shot, but also the story would continue. And I almost feel like that's a good way to resolve this. But now that Sammy lost, I don't see how WWE gets him in there. Unless Roman, like, is, just gives him another shot for some reason. So it's, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, there used to be this thing in WWE. I mean, I guess it kind of still exists. But, like, constant rematch clauses. Like, yeah. someone loses their title belt and they're like, I get a rematch. And, the, okay. I Okay. Rematch clause. You're going to lose it the next pay-per-view. You're not going to lose it. So, it's like, why not? <laughs> why not just keep, keep doing that? But yeah. I felt like... I felt like Roman has gotten so many different kinds of reactions over the years. So when he won the Royal Rumble and the rock held his hand up, tremendous boos. Yes. Tremendous boos. Everybody wanted somebody else. It was playing out like somebody else. And then we got Roman shoved down our throats for years as a baby face. <laughs> yeah. And it was so hard to be a Roman fan because I'm like, I, I love him. But like, it's hard to, it's hard to be a fan yeah. when there, there is no reason. Give me a reason to want to watch it, to be rewarded for watching it. And once Roman turned 900 plus days ago, and he's this like bad character now and you're, seen a different character from him but after losing like after sammy losing i don't know if you feel like this as well but i'm i'm bored of it yeah it's it's really interesting because when the bloodline first started when sammy wasn't in it i was kind of iffy on it um i wasn't entirely sold and paul Heyman has made you know tremendous strides to get the story across in ways that you know no one else could but sammy being involved in the bloodline has made everything so much more interesting especially Mm -hmm. i mentioned earlier especially for jay uso like um yeah i feel like it's easy to have a faction with a leader and then the tag team um partners who are like the underlings of this leader this you know charismatic villain but sammy being there and the, re- the relationship between Jay and Sammy, the way that they interact, is so compelling to me, especially because Jay has this history with Roman, and it, do- it wasn't entirely natural that he would just be in the bloodline yeah. and just be cool with being second to Roman all the time. So Sammy being there and being so different from everyone else in the bloodline and being so just loving what he's doing, being so passionate about yeah. it. Um, it made, well, one, it made, you know, the collapse of his relationship with Roman that much more powerful, but it also made this match. People really did believe that Sami Zayn could beat Roman Reigns. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't because it's WWE and you have to assume that they're not going to let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. people were really into it. And for me now, Sami's not in the bloodline. So the only thing that's really keeping me invested in the bloodline is Jay Uso. 
And so with this Usos, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, you know, match, it's not a confirmed match, but I think that's where it's going. I feel like you could do something really interesting there, you know, with Jay, maybe have him turn on Jimmy. But it feels like now with everybody defecting from the bloodline, after Sammy, it's like diminishing returns. Because that was your chance to topple the bloodline, to get the tribal mm-hmm. chief, to bring the whole thing down. And now it's like we're, we're going to watch it slowly dissolve in less and less interesting ways. So... I, I'm a person that, I mean, I, I love tag teams. I love, uh, it's just like to, to me, like boy bands, right? Yeah. So like having like a boy band of like, oh, my favorite's this one. Oh, my favorite's this one. You know, oh, I was a um, Lance Bass, um, but you know, you, you fan, I don't know, girly. <laughs> like, I, I love Lance Bass, but like you yeah. can like, you know, Justin Timberlake. But, like, with the Usos, they are a phenomenal tag team. And I think there was a time that the Young Bucks and the Usos, a witch tag team, was the best currently. But along the way, the Young Bucks kind of rose to the top while the Usos kind of stayed mid. Yeah. And now there is, like, dimension to each person in the Usos where, you know, Jimmy has always been the more dynamic one. And I think that we remember Jimmy the most from things that he's not done in the ring with his DUIs and, you know, getting in trouble with the law and things that aren't colorful, you know, that aren't bringing color to the, to the tag team and showing it and in a good light. He was also on total divas, which was like, yeah, made me learn more about Jimmy rather than Jay. And Jay was always the lost personality, the beige next to, you know, the neon. That makes a lot but, of sense. Yeah. <laughs> but seeing, but seeing the character of, of them, like you said, it's kind of like making me interested in that. Um, I do have to acknowledge somebody in the chat um, that said that Sammy was never and will never be Daniel Bryan. I just want to let you know that they're not the same. And when I when I'm comparing the storylines of Sammy with Daniel Bryan, I'm capitalizing on the fact that WWE doesn't like they they literally are the people booking this. Like this is this is like it's not just like a real thing that like by chance this is happening. They are writing the script. They are producing Mm -hmm. the product and them not capitalizing on an organic star is not new. But when we compare it to Daniel Bryan and Sammy, they are two different wrestlers. They are two different personalities, but you cannot say at all Sammy will never be as over as Dan O'Brien because look at the merch sales right now. How many people in those WWE crowds are wearing Sammy Uso or Sammy with the crossed out and have it have Zane? Mm-hmm. Like there's it's it's constantly selling on the on the WWE shop. It's on the front page. His numbers are going like statistically, like the numbers, like he is a star. 
statistically by the numbers. But if you're saying one-to-one comparison with Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn, wrestling was in a completely different atmosphere during that time. You you were if you got 2.5 million people watching SmackDown, that was a bad show in 2014. Yeah. Because it was averaging five to six million. And pay-per-views were were not on the WWE network yet. So they were still getting people calling their cable providers. So it's hard to completely compare Sammy and Daniel. But we cannot shortchange Sammy to say that he's not as good of a wrestler, that he's not as dynamic, that he's not as charismatic, he's not as believable. He is. But we haven't gotten that chance. It's easy to say that in comparison, he he can't compare because Dan O'Brien is 10 years, like almost 10 years removed from WrestleMania 30. So in hindsight, we see that. So that's my little rant. But And I also... Yeah, and like I was just thinking while you were talking, I feel like Sammy, if you put someone else in Sammy's spot, like just if Austin Theory for just for discussion sake was in Sammy's spot, I don't think he would be yeah. as valuable to the story. I think there's something unique about Sammy Zayn as a wrestler that makes him fit this role so well. And I also feel yeah. like Sammy had an organic base of fans because of the Sammy for Syria stuff. Because of people who followed him from the indies into WWE. So he, I feel like he brought that in, back into, and people, at least people I know, were more willing to tune into WWE because of Sammy. Because they, yeah. they like him as a person, you know, outside of wrestling, as a human being. He's a great human being. They like him as a wrestler. And they like how easy he adapts to characters. If you look at him on the indies and then throughout WWE, he's always different, always evolving. And people like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't think anybody else could really fit this role in the way that Sammy has. And that's to WWE's Mm -hmm. benefit. And they had to have known that when they chose Sammy to be in the spot. Um, And so while Sammy, you know, Sammy and Daniel Bryan, it's not a one-for-one comparison. There's something so similar in how fans receive them um and it's just because they're both fantastic wrestlers and people love them but (laughs) (laughs) i mean you'll be hard pressed to find a large number of people who hate both of these guys it's just it's just not gonna happen right um but all the people who do love sammy were really invested in him beating roman and now i'm i think they'll be invested in sammy Zayn and kevin owens as a tag team maybe beating the Usos at WrestleMania. I think a lot of people would like to see that happen, especially if there's some interplay with Jay and Sammy. I think people would be Mm -hmm. into that. But that feels so disconnected from Roman. It Mm -hmm. really does feel like the bloodline now is just done because Roman is now going to go off and do this Cody thing, which has nothing to do with the bloodline at all. He's going to bring Paul Heyman with him. Solo Sokoa is doing, I don't know. And then I forgot about him. <laughs> I don't know what he's. I don't know what he's doing at WrestleMania. I don't know. And then the Usos are going to go off with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and it's like, yeah, there's no continuity here at all. And to me, the mm-hmm. payoff to the Bloodline story is the defeat of Roman Reigns. But now Cody's going to do it. So I don't know if you know teaming with KO to beat the Usos against two the usos who are not on the same page now because jay is right. mad at everybody he's like the he's like brooding in the corner or something 
that doesn't feel like, that doesn't feel as big no, to me. So. I don't know. That doesn't feel like a natural uh, resolution to the story. Like that feels mm. like, oh, we don't believe in Sami Zayn, so we're just gonna move pieces around to get our guy as the champion. And I, I don't know. I'm not. I love Cody, but th- there's different ways to go about this. I think. I mean, it, it's the. It's the stories that are being told, right? And unfortunately with Cody, it's he was telling a specific story up until Hell in a Cell. Yeah. And he's out with injury. And then he comes back at the Royal Rumble and that was the story of, oh my gosh, he overcome having his pectoral muscle torn off the bone. We all saw how black and blue and pink and green, like, that was nasty. But yeah. Cody's story has somehow become the back burner to everything that is lit on fire prior to Elimination Chamber. And if you heard that crowd, oh my gosh, that crowd was so hot for Sammy, so hot during that match. But unfortunately... Because they didn't intertwine and sew in a little bit of a Cody appearance somehow, some like unfortunately, I the most WWE thing is that WWE doesn't capitalize, and I'm, I'm I sound like a freaking but they're not capitalizing <laughs> yeah. on this this heat. And you mentioned Sammy is a great person even like when he was doing his like conspiracy theory sammy and like (laughs) kind of being and he was partnered with shinsuke and like that was like weird and wacky and crazy and then last wrestlemania what was he doing he was against (laughs) johnny freaking knoxville which is like you know, I, I like to watch that match just to get some some giggles, you know? <laughs> like yeah. He he has the personality and he can be a heel, but he's so good as a face because he is so just genuine. a wonderful human. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because now because Cody isn't in this bloodline story, which has dominated WWE programming. For months, mm-hmm. even even you know, Cody the entire time Cody's been gone, it's been about the bloodline. Right. So Cody, right. now it's funny in AEW, he felt like he was off in his own corner, se- you know, secondary to the elite story, and now he's once again secondary to a bigger story, and it's really a shame. And I have no doubt when Cody beats Roman, because I fully anticipate Cody will be Roman at WrestleMania. I have no doubt the crowd will pop for it; they'll be excited, but there will always be this sort of undercurrent of what could have been. And I, the bloodline story has done fantastic things for WWE. Even, Mm -hmm. even when there's stuff on the show that is awful and not great, like, like coming out of elimination chamber, nobody's really talking about the screwy Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley finish. They're talking about Mm -hmm. Sami Zayn. And that's a great credit to these guys in the story. So Sammy not getting the world title, what you know whatever wwe i feel like you know no one in wwe is as hot as Sami Zayn, but that's fine but now 
and I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like I think the tag title scene is a downgrade because I don't, but it does feel right. forced in a way. Like this is a consolation prize. And so if Jay turns on Sammy and goes back to siding with the Usos, that story is it's not fully fleshed out. And I almost I would rather I would rather they focus on that. And you know, I love KO and Kevin Owens <laughs> deserves yeah. the world. But it's like we don't know what to do with the rest of the bloodline. And we have, you know, Sami Zayn historically teams with Kevin Owens. So maybe let's just do that because we don't want Sammy near the title scene as a single right. guy. And that is just that's not what got Sami Zayn over as a babyface. What got Sami Zayn over as a babyface is him, his interactions with Roman and his interactions with, you know, the rest of the bloodline as Sammy. And yeah. that we're never going to get that story resolved, I think. And that sucks. It really does. Because it really does. Like, I, I know that, you know, there is the comparison of AW and WWE where AW does things that WWE does better. WWE does things that AW does better. The one thing I love about AW and even Impact is that they reward you for paying attention to the product. Yeah. And following along with the story. It's not that hard. And the thing that that is so different in everything is that this is a, a Triple H booking, but yet it's it's still the same laminated on a on a poster. The WWE is going to WWE. Yeah, and I hate it <laughs> because I so I I went over to WWE's YouTube page, which. I've been suggested WWE content long before, you know, whatever. They have a prominent YouTube page. All of the Sami Zayn things from Elimination Chamber, uh, the the full highlight of Elimination Chamber is 1.3 million. The Sami and Roman highlights video is 1.7. And it's only been up for one day. 1.7 million just want to see the highlights with Sammy and Roman. That's crazy. Sammy's press conference has 123,000 views when everyone else is not even hitting the 100K. People love Sammy. And WWE, it's like, WWE loves to manufacture a baby face and yeah. push them and push them and push them. And either, you know, either they have to turn heel like Roman Reigns or we end up with a John Cena situation where they get over as a baby face just because nostalgia and like, <laughs> which well, I'll, it's John Cena. I, I think he'll always get. I mean, the he was John back Cena for style. one night. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I saw him. Okay. Um, he wrestled in Tampa. <laughs> I saw him and. It was fine, but like he's not wrestling, wrestling. He's like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just coming back for funsies wrestling, which is fine. Um, but back yeah. to Sammy, it's like, and I feel, and I feel like this might sound like I'm dissing Cody, and I'm not, but Cody very much feels like a manufactured WWE babyface. Like 
especially the America stuff, because WWE loves their their America stuff. Um, and it very much feels like he, it very much feels like he is a product of WWE, despite being in AW for so long. But I feel yeah. like, and you know, all this stuff comes out. He wanted to go back to WWE to uh, get the title for his legacy, whatever. So that maybe that was intentional. He made himself into yeah. um, a babyface for WWE because. Bullet Club Cody was a completely different thing from American Nightmare Cody. Um, oh. But it's like, then you have guys who get organically over in WWE yeah. who don't fit that mold at all. Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn. Remember when Otis was really big and everybody was cheering on Otis? Oh my god! These are guys who don't, I mean they don't look anything like John Cena or Cody Rhodes. But right. there's something special about... Um, the way these guys look at wrestling, their character work, their storytelling ability, all those things. And fans want to buy into that. And they want to be, like you said, rewarded for doing so. Mm -hmm. they, wrestling fans love depth in their stories. And the reason why WWE for so long, I mean, bad booking, but for so long didn't was losing viewers and was struggling to get them back is because yeah. everything was surface level. Mm -hmm. It was, it was Brock and it was who, you know, now he has more character, but back then, if everyone remembers, he just didn't have a character and you had guys who were, you know, quote unquote, mid card guys who were doing most of the heavy lifting for the storytelling. And mm -hmm. now it's like, Cody is very much not a part of the bloodline story. He very much feels like an inevitable world champion, but I'm, I think because he's inevitable and we just all expect that to happen. Now we're annoyed that WWE has put us in the spot where we're never going to get Sami Zayn as world champion, despite him being, you know, the people's champ. And we're going to get this tag match, and it's going to be a great tag match. It's going to be a right. lot of fun. Look who's in it. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and the Usos. It's going to be great. But it's not going to be what all of us thought WWE was, build was building to, which was Sami beating Roman. And Cody coming mm. back, he earned a shot, Royal Rumble, blah, blah, blah. He's an AW star. They want to entice more AW people to, you know, come over. But you could have you could have given Sammy a title here and then just had Cody win the yeah. other one. It you know, you want Cody to get the pop from beating Roman, he'd get the pop anyway because people want yeah. Cody to win. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, tickets are already sold for WrestleMania. They've been selling WrestleMania mm -hmm. tickets for freaking ever. They're gonna sell them regardless of who is champion or not. WrestleMania is WrestleMania. The one thing that if I could fantasy book. It, I don't know if it would be a triple threat, but it would be a first fall is for this belt, second fall is for this belt. Yeah. You got to get them away from each other, just like the tag belts. Although the tag division in WWE is a little bit like, it's it's, it's like mild salsa at this point. Like you could mild kick it up salsa. a notch. Sorry. <laughs> Like, we'll take a sauce. The only thing that I we'll can take a taco of. sauce. Yeah. 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 Sammy, uh, also, Sammy is like habanero, you know? Yeah. And Sammy, I think, could make anything work. But Maria in the chat says, Really, you think Otis is uh, world champ material? Please tell us you're joking. When did I say Otis was world champion material? I was talking about guys who got play over the, organically who didn't back. look like John Cena. Um, Please take back. I, 
yeah, I, I mean, I'm sorry that you read into that and thought that I said Otis could be world champion, but also that Otis and Mandy storyline, because it was so, uh, looking back on it. Okay. It was a little, it was not great, but because it was so interesting for WWE, I feel like they did. They dropped the ball on that too for poor Otis and Mandy. Oh, don't even get me started on Mandy. Oh my God. Don't get me started. Yeah. Well, the whole thing with, if we, if we want to talk about Otis here is that you also run into these characters who should have never gotten a title. So Otis should have never won money in the bank because he didn't need it. You know, it just yeah. it just felt like, okay, now what? Yeah. But you took away his whole gimmick by firing Tucker. Tucky. And which sucked. Th- this really did. awesome tag team of the heavy machinery. You just took it away. So with the Mandy and Sonya storyline, I was so invested in that. Like me too. So invested. And with the Otis, like I cared about a storyline and I I'm very much a, I pick and choose which things to watch, which highlights to, to view. I I ate that stuff up and knowing that the person who wrote the storyline for that was someone who had previously written for, uh, the CW and, um, what is it called now? It's not Fox Family. It's oh, it's gonna bother me. Oh no! Someone in the chat said, "Tell me." Um, but that would be too much lore. Sorry. Wow. Okay. But <laughs> another person who would, who like has that kind of like superstar power, you know, could be awesome. That they should never have put a title on is Bray. Oh my! You, because you yes. give the title to him, and he has to lose it somewhere. And where did who does he lose it to? Worst GD wrestler ever. <laughs> Not even gonna say his name. He doesn't get a spot here. But Freeform, thank you oh, so Freeform, much, Eddie James. Yeah. You are you are a lifesaver. Love you. You are you're a gem. Okay, but. It's, it's the, it's the thing that it's like, we're not saying that like all people who have heat and, you know, whatever should get a title. Yeah. But there is a difference between this would really benefit this character and this story by giving the title to them. Yeah. And if, and you're never going to have that moment in Montreal again. You, you aren't. And if you try to replicate it, it's going to feel so contrived. And it's like the same thing uh, to go back to the Bray example, just talking like WWE criticism. When Bray debuted the Firefly Funhouse and going into that first, I think it was SummerSlam so cool. match with Finn Balor, he was so over. And people were so into the character and they really wanted to see The Fiend beat Finn Balor. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, it's like WWE saw that he was over. And they wanted to manufacture it. And that's where Bray Wyatt really went on the, the, the decline. The red light. The feud with Seth Rollins. The Hell in a Cell match. Alexa Bliss. Who didn't need to be involved at all. And she's still fighting the stigma of it. I know. That's where Bray really went downhill.
But then you guys, mm-hmm. you have guys who get, you know, quote unquote, organically over. And WWE, instead of, you know, really using that and pushing them and, you know, milking views and profit and everything from it, they decide either we're going to grab you and we're going to make you what we want you to be. Or mm-hmm. we're just going to push you into, you know, the tag title scene or like the 24-7 title picture right. or whatever. And that very much feels like what's happening with Bray Wyatt now. It's like mm-hmm. he's struggling hard to get over um, because no one is interested in The Fiend because we saw The Fiend lose at Hell in a Cell to Seth Rollins, you know, just a few years ago. We saw him lose to an old man in Saudi Arabia. We know that the fiend is we don't not talk believable. About that old man, <laughs> that old man, that old man. That, that, yeah, it, 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 he doesn't get a he doesn't get a spot in my brain. But now it feels yeah. like Sammy's <laughs> in the same spot. It feels like Sammy is in a spot where he should have been world champion, but mm-hmm. it's it's now he's like WWE doesn't want him to be world champion, and instead of harnessing this organic following he has for their own benefit. They're going to alienate that fan base by not Mm. rewarding them in the way that they should be rewarded. He's not going to be world champion. Instead, we're going to put him in the tag title picture. You know, WrestleMania is coming up. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have had beef since they've been in WWE. Like, they're constantly, Mm -hmm. they're around each other, but they're constantly, it's like a give uh, give and take. And the Usos aren't united either. So now they're going to have to try to grapple and scramble to form a coherent story about this when they were handed one on the silver platter that the fans were into. It's, it's that easy. You don't have to Cody, Cody, sure. Cody can be world champion. You're, you have the luxury of having two world titles in your company. You have two, you have two world titles (laughs) and two baby face stars and one heel. You, you, you can't make that work. Like that's that's what I'm getting from WWE. Right. It makes no sense. And and I I don't I don't know if it's this whole thing of like oh how would WWE hear the fans? Literally listen to them. Listen to them with their money. Listen to them with their voices on Twitter even though some of them are not as great um to listen to. They're just very loud. Um <laughs> but also seeing the viewership. Also seeing you know what it's doing on your YouTube page. What is making yeah. you the most money, Sami Zayn? Remind we you mentioned Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Are we forgetting that Finn Balor is a former champion? Remember him against Roman? Yeah. And I don't know if anybody thought he was going to win, but all of a sudden, like things are swelling. There, all of a sudden, there's music, and all, like it was just like, oh my god, Finn could win. He could like. We, we've seen that Finn be dominant in NXT. We've seen him be dominant with the Bullet Club. We've seen Finn Balor be yeah. amazing. And then they didn't capitalize it. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, I guess I guess he's just in this little faction. Cool. Okay. Didn't capitalize on that. And like one negative downside of Roman Reigns having a 900-day reign, which I think has been... For the last, I think people, you know, recency bias, I think they think it's been better than it was. Um, yeah. But one of the downsides to that is you have Roman, who has your world title picture in a chokehold. Like, 
he's he's the guy. No one else is nearly at Roman's level in you know popularity, star power, whatever. Same thing with the Usos. The tag division is the Usos. There's no one else in that division. You have New Day working NXT because it's the Usos and that's it. And it's yeah. one downside is that anytime someone, you know, built up to Roman, even just below him, they got beat. And so WWE wants their guy, Cody, they want to put him up there with Roman, which they should because Cody's a big acquisition. He's an AW crossover and, you mm-hmm. know, we're in a wrestling war. But Sammy worked his way up there, you know, with fans and yeah. story and all the stuff. And they don't want him there. And I think that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. WWE doesn't want him there. And the it's pattern funny. of WWE squashing baby faces and limiting yeah. their, their main event scene to like who they want and only who they want, it causes a lot of problems for them. You know, Bray Wyatt, Finn Balor, Daniel Bryan, all these guys. It's like at the end of the day, you can only build so many baby faces artificially. Cody is such a unique circumstance. Right. Cody, AW fans turned on Cody. I think that's undeniable. But him coming back to WWE, there was magic there. And he still has yeah. it, you know, to a lesser extent than he did last year's WrestleMania, but he still has it. You're not going to get a million Cody's from AEW. It just isn't going to happen. It's not like, you know, when AEW was signing all the NXT guys, that's not going to happen for WWE. So the fact that they are unwilling to let it happen for Sami Zayn or for Jay Uso, or for any of these other guys, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Drew McIntyre, they're like long term, they're going to have issues. And yeah, I really do believe Roman Reigns should not be double champ by this point. They're booked into a corner and now he has to be. I think, like going right. into Real Rumble, it was clear that Roman would have to be double champ into WrestleMania, but they had so mm-hmm. many opportunities to get one of the titles off of him in a sto- way that made sense for the story a way that made sense for WWE and for Roman, and they didn't do it. And now here we are, and it, we're coming up on WrestleMania 2023, and he's still double champ. And the guy who is the most likely guy to beat him is a side piece to this legendary all-time story in the bloodline. Right. It's mind-boggling to me. And that's not to say that Cody has not done what it's take taken to get to this spot and yes the titles should have been split a long time ago they should have been split at clash of the castle like they yeah drew versus roman should have been for one of the titles pick whichever one you want or yeah. with sammy you know one fall should have been this one fall should like there is no rhyme or reason that smackdown is hoarding the tag titles because the tag titles should be split and the the main titles should be split but they're all on smackdown so you have now technically your three-hour flagship show i guess it's not really the flagship show because there's really no main title yeah what do you have you and it's it almost feels like uh, the tag division has suffered. The main event scene has suffered. You know, the U.S. title has risen in, you know, in its stock a lot because fans like the U.S. title and they like that yeah. it's, so, it's a prize that can be valued. I mean, I think they don't like that Theory has it. Um, but I, I, I would have preferred Seth Rollins. to Seth Rollins going into WrestleMania with a title, to me, is better than 
theory, but that's fine. Um, and then the women's division is like non-existent. There's like, there's no, there's no significant momentum there at all. So it's like, it, and I understand that there's no tag teams that are hot enough to wrestle the Usos at WrestleMania. That Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens right. are probably the hottest tag team they can have wrestling at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. I understand that. But now is not the time for WWE to decide that they care about tag team wrestling suddenly. They haven't before. <laughs> And you're going to take your hottest baby face and stick them in there? Yeah. It's, why? <laughs> right. And the Montreal crowd didn't even get the payoff of Kevin and Sammy. We don't even know if they want to be friends. Like, we don't. now there's this, this dissonance between them. They're not friends. There was no hug. There was just uh, Kevin going, okay, I'm in the middle of you and Roman. Let me just stand yeah. to the side. That's that's not a tag team. Like, like that's not the formulaic for like. Okay, you get the title, so now what? Like, you're gonna defend them? You know, it's yeah, and it. I'm sure that Cody versus Roman will be fun. I'm sure it'll be a fine match. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like building for the long term. Where does Sammy and Kevin Owens go from there? If they if they win right. one of the titles or both of the titles at WrestleMania, there's no one left. You have fed everyone to the bloodline in the tag mm -hmm. and the main event division. So it's like, what are you going to do? Who you, Are you going to pull people up from NXT? Is anyone in NXT over enough to be a realistic contender for these titles? No. Who's Cody going to mm -hmm. wrestle? Seth Rollins? Like... It's just Yay. WWE and the bloodline story has been excellent. And I don't want people to think that I'm like saying it never should have happened because it should have, but it's like, you have this beautiful, like, you know, surface level look at the bloodline, like WWE at its best. And then underneath it's like rotting, rotting fruit. It's like <laughs> nothing, just bones. nothing is happening. Just everything Stay is rotting us. because they're, they have to sustain the bloodline story at all costs for ratings, for merch, for mm -hmm. views, for everything. It's like all their money and resources is in that, that one story. So I don't know after WrestleMania, I don't know where they go from there. I don't think the bloodline will be over. Um, right. I, I mean, maybe they will be and we're, that's it. That's the end. Um, but it's I mean, just, they have to go to fast lane. So they got to oh, do something at fast lane. <laughs> Yeah, we need, we need Roman on the card. <laughs> uh, excuse me, WrestleMania fast lane. <laughs> oh yeah, you're excused. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, WrestleMania fast lane. Yeah, um, I I do think you know I agree with you that you know it's kind of a skeleton out there. The women's division is kind of floundering. They're they're they started ramping up steam. But, like, a little bit too late. The timing on that is... I am excited, though, for Asuka yes. uh, at WrestleMania. I hope she gets her win back. Me too. Um, it, it's, if, I, if I was booking it, I would have switched it with Rhea versus Bianca and then Asuka facing Charlotte again because then Asuka could have gotten her vengeance from... WrestleMania where yeah. she should have never lost. That's another thing of, oh, you have this undefeated wrestler. Let's just lose at 
WrestleMania. Wrong. Totally wrong. But <laughs> I'm not booking. I don't get paid that. That, you know, that, those those big bucks to, <laughs> to book it. But I don't know. Your, your biggest storyline is tag teams. It's going to be a tag team match. Your hottest star is in a tag team match. A tag team division you haven't cared about until six now, weeks before apparently. Mania. Yeah. Which I I love tag team wrestling, of course. And I, yes. I have always advocated for WWE to build a better tag team division. But, and I, I'm sure I'll love Sammy and KO versus the Usos. I'm sure it'll be a great match and I'll be talking about how much I loved it. But like, <laughs> it's bittersweet because and I, there's only so many times we can go round and round and say it, but to me, the natural conclusion of the Bloodline story is Sammy beating Roman and everybody yeah. abandoning Roman after that. The Usos, Solo, Paul Heyman, everyone abandoning Roman. That's the story to me. And now it's like that was like your big shot. And now it's like, okay, Cody's going to beat Roman. And then the Usos are, are going to care about it. Like Paul Heyman's going to care that Cody is beaten Roman. Like Solo right. Sokoa is going to be like, oh man, how could you lose to Cody? Like we hate that guy, but they don't. <laughs> There's right. absolutely no reason to think that the bloodline hates Cody Rhodes and vice versa. So right. ugh, I'm disappointed. I will say that. I mean, it, there's cracks there's cracks in the the Roman Empire in the bloodline they've been forming all of a sudden we're getting this rush of whatever and things are going to start falling off after yeah. wrestlemania what what is going to form below we don't know guess we'll have to yeah. find out and it's the uncertainty can be fun. And I said this last week, um, Ella and I were talking about how uncertain we were if, you know, Sammy was going to beat Roman, if Roman was going to beat Sammy and how fun that was. But now I feel like a, a trepidation, like a bad uncertainty yeah. going into WrestleMania about Roman and Sammy and the bloodline. So I hope WWE, maybe this week on TV, they'll do a lot to fix it and everything will make more sense and I'll be fine. Maybe I'm being so dramatic right now for no reason. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's the pattern of say, behavior. I will say I'm mad because I doubted Triple H when he took over in creative. And I was like, you guys have this like romanticized visions of Triple H and NXT. NXT black and gold was not as good as we all thought it was. Like looking back, like there's a lot of issues. And we saw yeah. a lot of those issues on main roster. And this is like, this is something Triple H did a lot of in NXT. Like these title picture uh, situations. And now I feel like dumb that I got over it. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll buy, I'll get on the Triple H bandwagon. I'll buy into it. It got me nowhere. <laughs> <sighs> when in doubt, doubt. <laughs> when in doubt, doubt. That's the slogan. When in doubt, doubt. <laughs> so uh... we've, we've gone over an hour and I think we covered a lot of ground, everything we wanted to talk about. So I'll give the floor to you for your closing thoughts and your plugs, anything you've got going on, where you want people to find you on social media, all those sorts of things. Closing, closing thoughts. Um, 
Sami Zayn should have won an elimination chamber. WWE does not know how to strike when the iron is hot. Uh, and Jay Uso has a character now. Somebody colored in the lines a little bit. So they figured it out. And Cody is second fiddle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those are my closing <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> second fiddle, Cody, you know. Uh, but I'm excited for WrestleMania. I'm excited for whatever happens. And if you want to play along with me and predicting, we do predictions every Wednesday for AW. And I think the next the next predictions that we are going to do is going to be Revolution, which the main pay-per-view, you can win money. You have a lot of fun in the Discord. Just be cool. But if you want to jump in, it's always my pinned tweet over at at underscore queer auntie. We are a safe space. We are LGBTQ plus friendly. We accept everybody and we don't cause any drama. So if you need a safe space to talk about wrestling without being judged for who you are, because I know that Twitter can be a crazy place. Go follow us there. Join predictions every Wednesday and look the day before revolution, I'll put up predictions and you can win some cash money. Um, but I mean, we even like add like impact wrestling ones in there. We had new Japan, you know, we're going to add ring of honor in with the big one with, with uh WrestleMania because ring of honors pay-per-view is the Friday and all that. So go ahead, go join at underscore queer auntie. Go follow me, play some predictions, win some money, and um, tell me that, um, you know, tell me something cute about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be friends and talk about wrestling. Yes, 100%. Everyone should go follow Collins. But also, uh, Maria asked in the chat about Mercedes winning, winning the women's title in New Japan. Um, I love it. I watched Mer my closing thoughts are going to be about Mercedes. Apparently uh, <laughs> I watched Mercedes little, little vlog uh, about Russell kingdom. I thought it was so cute. I, oh, it was so heartwarming. So I had no idea that Mercedes, um, her big goal was to wrestle in Japan. I had always thought that her leaving WWE was like an antagonistic thing and that she was going to, have her little jaunt in Japan and then go back to WWE or go to AW or something in North America. But it really does feel like she's hundred percent dedicated to Japan. So I love it. And I love that Mercedes winning the title. I thought it was um, a poetic moment and Mercedes, Mercedes dancing with Okada was very cute. I love that. <laughs> so cute. For Okada with the, with his belt and Mercedes is like just vibing and Okada's like, well, <laughs> Okada's adorable. Um, yeah. But I know I have the big plug. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. I post everything I'm doing there. Um, next week's tag talk will be our predictions for revolution. I think um, let me pull up, let me pull up our little list and I can tell you who, who all is going to be there. <laughs> uh, but basically we're just going to be going down the card as it stands on Monday, because you know, Tony Khan likes last minute matches. Um, <laughs> And we're just going to 
have a good time chatting about AW Revolution. So go check that out. Um, I'm not entirely sure who will be there. I think Doc from Bleacher Report will be there. So fingers crossed he can be there. Um, yeah. And then the special guest series, we have a few more interesting guests coming up in the next few weeks. So follow me on Twitter for more about that. Also, this is Fightful Overbooked. Welcome. We're glad to have you here. This is, as Jeremy Lambert says, the ESPN two to Fightful's ESPN. So subscribe to Fightful Overbook. There's lots of stuff on this channel. Um, stuff about wrestling. There's a lot of stuff about Joshi and Japanese wrestling, sort of niche things. There's more general shows and there's also non-wrestling shows. So check out everything on Fightful Overbook. Lots of great stuff coming out of here. Um, also, if you're watching this after we go live, hi, thank you for watching this. I'm still interested to hear what you have to say about the bloodlines, about Sami Zayn, about Mercedes, about Okada, about anything you want to talk about. Let me know in the comments below. I read the comments. Um, they are moderated. So if you say something mean, I will not see it. Sorry. Also, like <laughs> this video. Uh, we really love you guys. And we love how we love this little community that we've built here on Tag Talk and on Fightful Overbooked. So thank you guys for watching. We will be live again next week, Monday at 3 p.m. This is our normal time slot. If it's ever different, it's because something has happened. And we will probably be live Wednesdays. But as for right now, we are live Monday. I will let you know on my Twitter what if that ever changes. I get DMs all the time. People are like, is Tag Talk on Wednesday? No, we were live on Wednesday once. <laughs> we're live Monday at 3. <laughs> <laughs> if it's different, I'll post about it. Um, I appreciate you guys looking for the show, though. I love it. All that being said, thank you guys so much for joining us for this little chat about the bloodline. I had a great time talking to all of you. It was really interesting to see not only your perspective, Collins, but everyone in the chat, all these different ideas about the bloodline and Sami Zayn. It was a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for joining. I'll see you next week. Bye.